Episode number 412. I'm helping getting people trained and they're getting into a job now. This has become almost like a flywheel effect, right? The more I do it, the more I want to do it. Right. The next thing I know is the more I do it and business is growing because of all the good stuff you're doing. Next thing, I don't want to leave it. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello and welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Huff. Folks, you know your boy is always fired up, ready to bring you a little fuego in your days, nights, weekends, or whenever you are listening to the show today. But after this show, I think you're going to want to think about the bridge, the bridge between the new talent that's out there in the world and the top employers that are out in the world, folks. That means you could possibly be, you know, if you don't hone these skills now, you could be honing these skills. And for a lot of those folks out there, there's going to be a future jobs that we didn't even think of today. And that is because we have AI and cyber and cloud. And we're talking to a legend in the game as someone that's helping our troops in a big way, Mr. Starvon. Arug Akarujin. Did I say that right? Shravan Ankaraju. You got that. Shavrat. Okay, one more time. Shravan Ankaraju. Boom. And we have our guest, Shravan Akaraju, on the line today. My my dude, I messed his name up a couple of times, but we're going to be editing that in. But I appreciate you too, sir, because of what you're doing, not only for our world, for our troops. Uh, but, but obviously this is a new world we live in. We live in a new world. There's a lot of different things you hear in this, in the, in the, uh, in the, the headlines of hacking and these big data breaches that we all get kind of scared about. And, and some of us actually do have that happen to us. And we are, um, I know my wife had someone try to buy a, a, a hair weave on, on uh, PayPal recently. Uh, thank God for these platforms that have some sort of artificial intelligence, maybe on their end to alert them and let you, let them know, um, but before we get into the nitty gritty of business and the, and the, the academy and everything you're doing, um, which is just inc- incredible and amazing, I really commend you on that. Take me into your history. When you were a kid, were you always into technology? Were you always into like the future? Yeah, that's a great, great uh, question to start out. What I wanted to be when I was a kid, I want to be a traffic police guy. Wow. Seriously. Right. So, as a young kid, saw a lot of police and uh, I looked at the way they waved their hands and got traffic organized. I said, I don't know. I want to be that guy, the guy who's controlling where the traffic is moving. Again, that was a five-year-old, six-year-old before I started thinking about, hey, uh, I want to to be um, a doctor. I want to be a pilot. I think I changed my mind like half a dozen times Mm -hmm. before I realized I was 18 years old. I got to pick something to go do stuff. Right. Otherwise, it was it was about traffic police, a pilot, a doctor, maybe an engineer, maybe a software engineer. But that did not come until I was in late 20s. Got you. And what what was the spark that got you into uh, like into technology specifically? Or what was your first job like a real serious job? Yeah, the, my first year's job was uh, for a company called uh, Cotelligent and um, out of uh, uh, school in Oklahoma, I went to school, University of Central Oklahoma, Edmond did my MBA. And because uh, I'm an immigrant, I had to be sponsored for an H-1B visa. And I got that sponsorship, worked for a company called MCI, mm. uh, AT&T MCI, old times, right? Yep. I got there and, they, and uh, I was good with uh, this. This programming called C and C++. I learned this while I was uh, in my uh, high school, late high school, post-secondary school. I went to a technical institute, got that training. And little did I know that my the training that I got when I was 18, 20 year old was more important than the MBA I got out of uh, University of Central Oklahoma. Wow. Uh, and, and next thing I know is uh, I, I did really well. And uh, six years after I started working for Microsoft, I joined them as a a senior consultant for enterprise application practice and and just climbed uh i won't say a ladder but in a progressively moved up to my career skills and knowledge and ability to manage a large team wow. and next thing i know is um, you know and in 2014 i got laid off from microsoft companies an awesome company 
They gave me a good severance package. And next thing we know is I'm starting a school. So all that setup from 18 year old to being 44 year old, I would say is uh, my huge learning moment. It's amazing. Well, the be- the blessing is that you were uh, able to pivot all your skills, all your experience into skills that are relevant of today right now. And, yeah, you know, sorry. that people obviously need both on the training side. I mean, we could talk about colleges. I, I was recently hearing a statistic, like one of the best jobs you can get uh, with the least amount of school is a welding job, a, a tactical job. Um, obviously, we're gonna, we can get into We're going to get into technology. There's a lot more there. But they were just talking about with like a 15 week program, you can get a really good welding job for someone that's not for college. And you're not putting yourself in a lot of debt. Like a lot of college students put themselves in a lot of debt without really having an operation or, or, or a job lined up, you know, and then there's so many dang jobs out there that it's like, yeah, go, go, go choose. You got a $30,000 job or there's $200,000 jobs in New York. And, you know, you can, your, your degree is still, uh, you know, qualifies you for these jobs, but then you got to go right. interview and you got to be there and you got to, you know, find ways to uh, promote yourself. And I would say sell yourself essentially into that job, um, even beyond your skills. Right. But, Most importantly, today, we know the skills of coding is such a vital skill. I mean, everything is based on this, and we're not going back in time. I always tell my dad, we're not going back into the horse and buggies. Um, And it's a skill that is such applicable to so many different industries, and I think that we're still just barely getting going in many many industries, right? I mean, um, uh, many late adopters, I'm sure. But tell me this, when when you were in that moment of, the pivot where you're in the moment of, okay, we're at Microsoft. We've been doing well. This is, this has been incredible. We've got the severance. Okay. I got some cushion. If you want to call it there, you've built maybe some uh, uh, other, other assets and things like that as well. Some stock options, maybe, et cetera, that you've, you've done well for yourself, but you want to keep busy and you don't want to just go, you know, go back to the retirement life. And what, what was the idea with behind the Academy? Cause I love this idea. It's, it's a transition, right? To think about it, I, I, I got laid off in July of 2014, and here I am spending my uh, cycles thinking about what, what, what do I want to do when I grow up, right? It's almost a reset. And and the, the skills I had was great for what, what the industry calls hunting. Say, hey, go help another company find a great consulting gig, you know, basically business development. And the more I thought about, okay, I'm going to go hunt for business development, I learned that I'm educating a lot of these leaders and companies about where the future of technology is going. Mm. And I realized at that point in time, if I'm going to educate a lot of them, why don't I start an education school and get most of those folks that are in transition, understand where cloud is, where artificial intelligence is. It used to be called data science, data science, Mm. and a lot of data science. So we started a school uh, for data science immersive program. And within about a year, we start thinking about where is data science applied? Where do you want to apply this data science to? So applied data science ended up being in cybersecurity. Mm. And coincidence, we had a couple of other businesses knocking on our door to potentially partner with them. And they said, okay, okay, people are knocking on our doors for cyber. We have data science. Let's take data science applied to the world of cybersecurity. And then, then there's this happy marriage came together, right? The bridge, which is you got cybersecurity, and you got data science, artificial intelligence. Where is the infrastructure? Who is building what? Where is it going? Mm. Turns out my skill at Microsoft, which was about Azure, Microsoft Azure Cloud, right. uh, was huge. So mm. all right, my, my, my cloud-related skill helped me. And then the competition is Amazon Web Services. So Amazon, Azure, cloud, data science, cybersecurity, it all come together and you come to 2020, that you have ransomware attacks, you got cyber attacks, all that. It's, you know, you got to be in the game, I say, as a business owner. You got to, you know, wave the, these ups and downs, these waves that come in, right? You got to r- ride them. And, you, and if you have created a long, sustainable business model with a good runway and a good roadmap, you are going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we created a business that is more important today because of all the economic reasons, you know, inflation's up. Right, you know, wages are going up and all the other stuff, sub supply chain issues, ransomware attacks. We got to get people trained, educated, more people moving to new jobs because the new jobs of future have not been created yet. I love that. There's still and uh, there, there's more work to do as 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 an industry, as leadership across uh, the United States for us to do more. And and I tell this 
a lot of folks look, the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that's been passed is about building those manufacturing and, and infrastructure and all those new things for United States. Some of those dollars have not trickled down to states yet. New gotcha. jobs have not been created yet. Right. And if you want to create those new jobs, do you want to create what was there 20 years ago no. or 30 years ago? And so if you want to excite people, you want to talk about your the world of you know how does uh, automation work? How does process automation work? How does industry 4.0 work? How does manufacturing work? How does what does reshoring mean? You know, if you want to bring mm. the shore back, what does that mean? You know, we you talked about welding. Well, welding is great, right? Welding, welding is great. What about HVAC and what about electric? What about the new wonderful buildings we're going to create with a oh, whole yeah. lot of uh, info? There is so much new stuff. Right. right. And I'm excited about possibilities. You talked about military. I always say this, Travis, imagine it, the, the, and we know this, an 18-year-old, a 21-year-old carrying millions of dollars of equipment on their shoulders and carrying that to the war zone. They take a lot of accountability, a lot of pride, a lot of in the, in the front line, and they go to uh, front lines for us. Right. They are responsible right, as a responsibility. They have so huge responsibility on their shoulders. Absolutely. Wow. Can we trust them to do similar and if not better, better job when they come into civilian workforce? Absolutely. Right. right. Why not, right? You're trusting them with our lives. And our right. freedoms, baby. We just, we just, we just had, a, you know, July 4th yesterday, our freedoms, baby. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a big part of it because a lot of them also probably need uh, an opportunity to use their skills in a way that, um, you know, they, they're missing some of the action, man. So so some of these jobs, especially in cybersecurity and some of these other ones, you're, you're kind of in, you know, you're in the in the action in a different way. You know, you're, uh, you know, whether you're fighting cyber attacks or whatever the different things they're doing with the with the code, um, it makes them feel maybe more like they're back in somewhat of that of that combat in a way, too, maybe. Um, I think that because some of them are missing that, you know, I know just talking from a few of my buddies, you know, um, it's like it's constantly in them that they're kind of missing that, you know, um, and and it's hard to serve that here. Obviously, when you come back to, you know, the normal, you know, we're not we're not in that state of mind um, on a daily basis, uh, typically. Right. So um, but it's very it's just it's so interesting. I, I obviously I have so much respect for anyone that served in our military. I always want to help any way we can. And so I always commend businesses like yourself that are just opening that door. Not that it's only for military folks. Obviously, you have a lot of different opportunities out there for yourself, um, including obviously we talked about even employers, those that are looking to source, right? Looking looking to source these kind of opportunities, which now more and more is important. All right. Sorry, I cut you out there. Oh, no, yeah. Saying? So 60 percent out there, you know, you will, you'll, you, uh, the metric out there that there are non-combat, mm. even though they are military, they're non-combat. I think we spend a lot of time on combat side, and there's also folks that are in the military that are non-combat. Right. And and they are also looking for transition, and they want to get out of military, and and when they once they retire, they want to know what that civilian transition looks like. Hey, are my skills that I learned in military useful? Right. Combat too. They, their, their challenge is always about, hey, I'm, I'm so used to you building and using equipment. Is there stuff I can do that on the civilian side that I can touch and feel and be tangible, right? Yeah. So we say, look, we're going to give you gear, right? We're going to give you a tinker kit. We're going to use the Raspberry Pis, Arduino devices. We're going to give you a tinker kit. Right. Put them together and see if you can hack into that device, right? Mm. I always say tink, tinker more than, you know, we, we need more tinkerers. Right. right. Not, not just random thinkers. Guys, let's get to work. Let's actually tinker with the device. Let's see if we can break into ethical hacking. Ethical hacking right. But the right. idea is to see what's breaking so we can actually go in there and defend it. Mm. And so uh, it's all, you know, learn to play offense so you can do a better defense. Absolutely. Right? So this whole, the whole idea out there is cybersecurity is, not just because of uh, ransomware attacks, which are, which are crazy out there, but also how do you play better defense, kind of perimeter, make sure we have infrastructure in place that we, we know all these known unknown actors or known actors out there that are hurting our defenses or, or attacking nation, we're able ah. to protect them. I know I saw recently they just like uh, uncovered all the people like had their CCW, I think it was out here in California. So anyone that had a concealed license, they possibly got your address and interesting stuff like that. I don't know. It was from a hack, I think. Um, 
I don't know why they would want that, but interesting information. They want to find out who had a concealed weapon out there, you know, in California. Um, but it's just very, it, like you said, it's very interesting. And obviously, let's just be real. As much as you can be scared of this stuff, I had Kai-Fu Lee on the show, AI superpowers. The dude is just an incredible thought leader around AI. Um, but he always put it into my mind, as well as like I feel the optimism for you too, is that as much as we, you know, things like that will maybe possibly eliminate certain types of jobs, but there's going to be a lot more of other types of jobs that we never thought even existed, you know, 20 years from now, 10 years from now. I think it's interesting you you quoted Kai-Fu Lee because the whole world of tinkering and thinking came from him. Yeah, uh, there we uh, go. Uh, Synchronicity, baby. I didn't even know that. Let's go. Yeah. So you should, you should, you should read uh, in one of his chapters. I think it talks about, look, there's a lot of product out there. You know, we've done a wonderful job over the last 15, 20 years building these systems. Now we want to use those systems, build wonderful businesses. Mm. We want to reach out to uh, businesses that are out there in remote rural worlds, right? How do you bring them in? How do you build a great community? How do you inform them? How do you drive up knowledge? You got to use the technology to do that. Right. You cannot do, the, do it old way where you're going to go on a buggy and teach them a thing or two. How do you reach out to them? You know, call it LinkedIn, call it Instagram, call it Twitter, call it whatever you want to call it, a medium to get to the folks out there. If you get them, teach them a thing or two, you know, mm. give them a tool, teach them. So I come from that background, right? You know, which is, hey, coding is good. You want to, you want to do a lot of coding, but there are new, new stuff happening out there. It's called no code, low code stuff. Yeah. You, Travis, you can build a great application together tomorrow morning that has all these things about podcasts and who your uh, guests are by using no code, low code infrastructure, really? literally drag and drop and build up a wonderful, almost like a simple, like, month. like a real simple, like a uh, PowerPoint or something like that. Like a, like a, a, a Canva mm-hmm. has done for, for uh, photo editing. Right. How, yeah. Take it to the next level. How do you add interactivity to it? Right. How do you kind of uh, take uh, input on, on a form? Mm-hmm. What do you do when the form is actually filled? Where does it go? Do you want to fire a, a text message or a, Gotcha. Or, or an email and oh, how do you what about connecting that to your right. marketing automation and all that good stuff you can do it without having a developer sitting next to you you can do it by yourself wow but i think we have come this far that the next level has to be a little more sophisticated yeah right i want to do voice to text conversion right that exists too and i want to text, uh, text to transcription to improvement of all these um in a wonderful uh, we did uh, recently, we did a, a congressional statement about, you know, uh, vocational trade schools, basic allowance for housing and all that stuff. What we did was, to, how do you create original content, right? Mm. What we did was to bring our, our team of seven, eight people on, on to a call, our staff, and said, guys, go. Let's let's talk about what are the things we're going to do to improve the state of affairs related to vocational trade school and housing allowance. And before you know it, right, we had one and a half hours of recording and we sent to a transcription service and immediately it gave us everything we transcribed. Content. We ran that through, I forgot I forgot what it was called, a word, something, and it cleaned up all our language. And then we sent it to Grammarly and Grammarly said was, let's summarize it, like, you know, make it better. Next, a, a nice one and a half hours worth of transcription turned wow. into a beautiful document. Wow. And all of it yes. done, all of it done with with the help of an artificial intelligence platforms that, that save you some time you too. You got it. So the things that would have taken about a week or two to kind of pull this together, we did it in a day. This is crazy, folks. I literally had this happen, my man, in my uh, my sports car business. I was realizing how much time we're spending photography uploading, getting the cards to eBay. And then I realized like on YouTube, I was like looking around. I'm like, what, what can I find? Found out, well, there's a company called Cronosio that basically has an artificial intelligence software in it, based in it. So that when I scan cards through my scanner now, it picks it up and then I can send it to the AI and then it will identify like all the important information for the eBay listing. And then I can, I mean, I still have to kind of edit it. It's not hundred percent perfect, you know, but it fills out a ton of information. I mean, Folks, I'm talking eight, 10 hours of time saved on hundreds yeah. of cards. And honestly, a lot of these cards were kind of on the lower end of our of our inventory. So we wouldn't even have staff to be able to put to it. So it's not only saved inventory uh, time, but it's also actually given us more revenue because now we can put more inventory because we we don't have the listing uh, you know, complications at $15 an hour. It would be very hard and difficult to, 
have someone listing these manually because they're, they're you know, they're under $2 cards. Um, but on eBay, these are the cards that actually sell because, you know, uh, even during a recession, people got two bucks on hand. So um, uh, we, we, we figured out a problem, but we also realized that, wow, we can add even, even more revenue to the business by just having more listings, you know, and. Uh, so let me, let me help out a couple of uh, business owners that are out there, right? So one of the things I learned in, the, in my last seven year journey as a president and owner of uh, Divergence Academy is uh, Hey, so hey, you got to be a thought leader. I said, what does what does thought leader mean, right? It means hey, whatever is going on at the academy, whatever you guys wonderful stuff you're doing, put it in a video format. I mm-hmm. said, sure. We did the student testimonials, employer testimonials, right? And then speaking stories, we started putting on video. Next thing we know is the guy, the, the people out there said, okay, now can you turn this video content into a, a journalistic form of content? What does that mean? You ask a question, I respond. Every time there's a question prompt. That turns into almost a, a Q&A and each of those questions can be translated into a piece of content. Right. right? And, and then they said, okay, how do you break the content? Well, there's a, there's a software out there, Repurpose House, and you upload your content and a video gets converted into, I think it's called Audiogram uh, for Twitter and Infogram, uh, Audiogram. I think it's called, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. All these short reels and, and shorts and all that stuff that can happen from one large form of content. So it really does not take a lot of effort to take a large form of content that is carefully built out into short, short forms of content. Right. It's your leadership, it's your podcast, but you're now able to reach out to so many more people that can just hear the sound bites or listen to the whole podcast or go read a blog post. I love that, dude. I love that. And it's because automation. of tools. It's automation, it's tools. And it's a lot of time it is finding the tools because we know the second you find one tool, there's a better tool tomorrow. And, you know, at the end of the day, too, tool, some tools cost money. So uh, not every tool is worth the value of the dollar, I would say. I know in the, uh, you know, the uh, pandemic we found, we had a $700 tool that we were not really utilizing as a company. And we just had to cut it out of the system because we realized, hey, we were not utilizing this tool. It happened because, you know, the 2020, we were all kind of getting a little freaked out about everything. And, uh, and the business just we kind of like, okay, we need to figure out where the expenses are and where these things are. And we found out there's a lot of free tools that do somewhat similar stuff that we can use or a lot lower price tools that we can use. Um, so that's the best part is a lot of the stuff is going to somewhat of, a, 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 you know, if it's a $5,000 tool, there's got to be a $50 tool out there that can do somewhat similar. Now, not every industry. Sometimes a $5,000 tool a month is, is it's golden for an industry. Um uh, but like, I, I always believe that there's competitors trying to work on, you know, beat every company out there. Um, you have to just kind of look constantly be looking, folks. That's basically what I did in my business on my eBay that has saved me like hundreds of hours of time. And it's already paid for the, the software, the technology, everything expense you could ever think of, because it's, it's basically just a little YouTube research away and learning a little bit and um, it was definitely a little uncomfortable, if you want to call it. Everyone has a little bit of uncomfortability that we all experience. But um, most importantly, on the flip side, it's the hours of time saved is what I think artificial intelligence, uh, in, AI in general does. Whether that's filling out your sentence on your, on your Google search or your Gmail, you're typing in a sentence and all of a sudden it suggests the rest of the sentence for you. You can just swipe it to the right and it saves you an extra little second of time. I really believe that time is the most precious asset we have. And that's the other thing to, to remind ourselves to always look at. Uh, you know what I say, Travis, at the end of the day, you got to know what your process is and what your business is. What are you trying to do? Because you cannot automate anything and without, without knowing what the end result is going to be. Right. So if you put it on paper say, hey, I'm trying to put a new listing on eBay, well, you already have a starting point, right? Mm. Well, I, I, I got to do take my a picture, a text, and put it all together, put it onto eBay listing. Now you you know where your end goal is. Yeah. So AI by itself is dumb. Right. Right. We need people. We need, we need businesses. We need right. We need to understand what is it that you're trying to do so you can actually automate it. Mm. You can automate it. To, of course, human augmented stuff is what people talk about. AI is AI, but you still need to intervene. You still have to human augment. You have to enrich it. Is a, is, a, is a text that you're putting on the eBay, is it good? If it's not good, what is the thing that you were planning on doing to make it even enriched? 
right? right. So machine learning learns after 10 or 11 iterations mm -hmm. that you are trying to enrich the text you uploaded because you got Travis's way of doing things. Right. right? Yeah, like there's a so certain way you want to do it. Correct, correct. It's going to be so, like, hey, this is the way to go. This is the way to go. Like I always tell people that with Siri, right? Siri supposedly is always learning from you. Correct. Correct. That's exactly it. So uh, I think we are at a place, uh, you know, a lot of new jobs have not been created yet. There's an opportunity for us to automate, create the next a billion dollar business owner that is one man army. Right. And, 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 and imagine, you know, what you have is a uh, is grand idea about, I don't know, maybe you want to solve how power uh, is being distributed. Mm. Maybe it's a power grid and uh, power distribution. Maybe you want to talk about, hey, there's a war in Ukraine and food safety is an issue. So how do you get food kind of come back to the uh, United States? So what are the uh, safe routes that you can take? Maybe you have a better geographic uh, algorithm, I don't know, maybe mapping algorithm. Maybe you are looking at uh, satellite images. Maybe you're looking at drone pictures and stuff like that, whether it is in Europe or in the United States. Maybe you want to create a next generation farming infrastructure. Maybe you have located a location that nobody knows about, but you have that citizenship, citizen-driven data science models. Right? I think the world is, uh, we are going through a shift. I think it requires a new level of thinking, a sophisticated thinking about problem solving, critical thinking, logic, you know, basic idea of product development, basic idea, what is it that you want to build? Uh, and communications. Communication does not have to be sophisticated you got to write thinking, think paper or white paper. Right. It's got to be about, can you just talk into the system and it'll produce a lot of paper? That's crazy. When you think about that. I remember uh, Kai Fulu talking talk about the future AI. It'll be talking to it and it will be building the things you want it to build for you. Yeah, I think Google just released glasses. Uh, no, if you're going to speak in Mandarin, I can speak in English and it does. You know, wow. I'm talking to you as well. And, and it's happening natural conversations, right? You and I just right. looking at each other without having to, you know, pull out a Siri and say, can you translate it for me? Or Google Translate. Wow. That's amazing. Let's go. The future is bright, baby. Uh, I love that. That's always remind people the future is bright. We always fix that. Humans are, are resilient. We are so in, uh, thoughtful as well as we are the most in creative source and beings. Obviously, I think the people in the United States just have this edge in the marketing factor too. We have the edge in the marketing factor. That's why our, our brands are taken all over the globe. Um, we think a little different that way. And uh, we know how to market the heck out of things. My man, now we're about to get into your mind with our top 10. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Let's go. Apple or Android? Uh, Apple. Apple. Netflix or YouTube? Uh, Netflix. Netflix, Instagram, or Facebook? Instagram. Instagram. Chicken or steak? Chicken, of course. Chicken. Laptop or smartphone? Uh, smartphone. Smartphone. Spotify or Pandora? Uh, Spotify. Spotify. Movies or video games? Uh, movies. Movies. Reading books or listening to books? No, reading books. Reading books. Get that physical book, folks. Um, and when you're thinking about diversifying your portfolio, what do you think about? Stocks or real estate? Today, real estate. Today, real estate, he says. Let's go. I think it'd be a good time to buy real estate in the next couple of years. I know I know, because the, the interest rates go up. You know, the prices kind of come down a little softening, a little. Oh. Right now, the biggest thing is in California, just trying to find a house that like you really want. You know what I mean? Like you don't. Like as a like I'm a homeowner, um, I don't want to double my mortgage to get into a house I don't really want. You know what I mean? Because there was a, such a big race to um, to basically so many buyers and so many bidders that there was no houses available. So it's like you show up at a house, there's like ten other people there, and everyone's making cash offers, and you have, really have to like the house. Um, you're not moving into houses that you love because the inventory is not there. You know what I mean? Like families aren't really getting the house that they fully want. They're kind of just hey that hey, it's, hey we have to get it, man, because. 10 people behind us are right there. Um, you know, and I think that will change a little bit, obviously, with the interest rates going up a little bit. Maybe, you know, people are going to be a little more particular, a little bit more, you know, um, thoughtful. Yeah, urban, urban, yeah, suburban, sub, suburbs, urban side is kind of crazy out there. Right. But if a lot more people are thinking about, hey, I'm going to do this IT-related work remotely, 
Oh yeah. I want to move into the rural side and kind totally. of big with big, 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 big acreage. Totally. I think it's, it's let's buy it and keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Land land always is the win, baby. Land is always the win in this land of uh, the land of free because eventually they're going to be knocking and say, hey, we need to turn that into a Starbucks. We need to turn that into a gas station. We need to turn that into something. And you go, ding, 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 ding. Let's go. Are we ready. Um, the hard yes. thing about land, I know, is just that it's hard. Uh, you can't get as many loans around it and stuff. I know that's a, one difficult thing. But obviously, if you buy acreage where you live and stuff like that, you know, it makes sense. It really does make sense. Um, I think, obviously, now with technology, you know, you, you can really live anywhere. You really can live anywhere, yes. run the business as long as you're responsible, diligent, do all the other things. And then many people obviously telecommute. They live in like the Central Valley and they work every single day in San Francisco. Like it's just very common for people to do um, because also maybe they don't have to work every day there. They work, you know, a couple of days there and then they telecommute the rest of the days or whatever it works. Um, businesses right. now, I think they don't care about work, when you work, what you work. It's just they want to see you getting work done, right? Like, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, not all businesses are the same. I can only speak for my, my side of the business, which is right. the education. You, despite being able to do a lot of this training remotely, you know, we, we love to shake hands. We love to see people tinker. Yeah. Uh, we want them to come to what do we call a maker space where they can take pieces of equipment, put them together, right. know, capture the sense, the, the data coming out of sensors, right. call it Internet of Things. Right. If you can capture the data and you can put them on a dashboard, you can see how the temperature changes over time, right? How the humidity changes over time, how is HVAC working and things like that, right? You know, we're thinking about the concepts of digital twins, right? Azure digital twins. What is a digital twin? Can we have a replica of a physical big building digitally on in, in your in your world, right? Mm. At, at a makerspace. What is that useful for? Right. It, you can actually go into where your uh, VR glasses and, and go into that building and, and navigate that, that digital building and touch and feel those sensors or thermostats, fix those. You can also do simulation. Okay, what, what if, what if uh, there's a fire in the building? How are you going to take care of it? Right. What if uh, there, you know, there's so many of these scenarios that what digital twin helps. So we're saying, come on in, let's build that physical infrastructure or digital infrastructure together. Right. All these things, unfortunately, we would love to see that all happen in a VR environment, XR, augmented reality and virtual reality. But we're not there yet. But what if the future of manufacturing, the future of physical facilities is such that we can actually peek into it digitally? It makes sense. Right? And and there, there comes in the, the, the bridge, the hybrid, right? Where we want to be, it's okay for a person to be remote, but we want them to come in and actually build that digital infrastructure physically. Right. right, right. And I would say if your if your kids are you know into digital, because I don't I have I have a one and three year old, so I don't know completely yet, but I know it's a digital world. And yes. I was I'm I'm forty, so it was a lot different when I was a kid. And I know uh, my big goal every day is hey, let's go dig a hole, let's go do something outside, whatever we can do too to get a little bit physical, like you're saying, to have a little bit of that, because I think it's the combination of that, whatever that looks like in your day in your life. With with you know your your sources and your abilities, but you can always go find a piece of dirt and play around with it or something like that. Be a kid, and uh, uh, you know as much as we do love technology, which is always going to be there for us. Um, I think that, that there's something about that that also we always need to keep in us. And I hope that we can reinstill, um, you know, as sure. the as I'm a 40 year old dad, and you know basically uh, I didn't have these things, but you know uh, we didn't get the uh, AOL till I was you know a little, a little bit later in life, so it wasn't like it is today. Sure. Uh, where kids say, hey, dad, pull out YouTube on your phone and pull, you know, let's order food. Let's go, you know, order DoorDash. And, you know, it's just a different world they, they live in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you got mail, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got mail. It took you 10 minutes to just get online. And uh, if you didn't, if you didn't stay, log off, it would keep billing you. Um, uh, but really, like you said, it's, it's, it's truly a different world today. And most importantly, continually learning is my belief is how we continually get better in life, how we get stronger, how we fight through obstacles. And, and uh, if you aren't at least a little bit interested, folks, you need to start uh, getting a little interested about this area because um, there's probably a software that can save you time somewhere in your industry. And if you can't find it today, go, go on the hunt and find it because there's something out there. Like my man was talking about so many different things. You can take a piece of content and turn it into a million different posts on using tools I could scan a thousand cars and have a have eBay listings up, and that would take you hundred hours, and I could have it done in a couple hours. 
uh, of manpower, you know? And so it's just a completely new world. And if you aren't looking for those things, you're going to be left behind because businesses can operate more efficiently using these tools and technology. Couple more last questions for you, my man, before we roll. Um, why do you love being you? You're getting ready. You're getting pumped. You're getting energized for your day. Uh, why do you love being you? It's, it's a change I like to see in, in people, right? Hey, somebody walks in and says, look, I landed a job. Uh, I, I, I used to be, I don't know, a dishwasher. Uh, I, I, was, I, I did my HVAC equipment in the middle of heat and, and my back's hurting and I was making that, I was making decent money, but my back was hurting. I was not able to spend time with fr- family or friends. I have a staff that spent a lot of time in military. Mm. They, they, they spent time with, you know, away from family. And when they say, so look, this job is the best job because I'm able to spend time with family. You know, when you consider all those and, the, you know, change in a person, sustainability of life and income, ability to do things with that income, you know, forget what anybody says, you know, okay, I don't need money. No, that's not true. You may not need a lot of money, a lot of income, but you do need some income for safety, right? If that is being provided to you and you feel great about it, the next thing you know is you're able to take your journey to a next level. So uh, when people walk in and say, I landed a job and it's a great job, thank you, Divergence, it makes you feel good. Now that I'm in that self-fulfilling prophecy, right? right? Which is I'm helping getting people trained and they're getting into a job. Now this has become almost like a flywheel effect, right? The more I do it, the more I want to do it. The next thing I know is the more I do it and business is growing because of all the good stuff you're doing. Next thing, I don't want to leave it, right? I I want to do more of the great stuff. And if I can do produce more, more talent, more stuff, it's an opportunity for us to build next generation business. Maybe I can create a bunch of entrepreneurs, call them entrepreneurship, right? People, veterans who want to be entrepreneurs. Right. Maybe there's an opportunity to become angel investor, invest in businesses. Exactly. I think there is so much opportunity now that I'm in it. Oh and yeah. It, you got the you got really the, you get to see the the talent. You get to see the talent pool, you know? You got it. You got it. So and I always say this, look, if you're gonna do great jobs uh, for for each of our graduates, they're gonna be become directors, they're gonna become senior managers, directors, vice presidents of these companies. Next time you know, we have hundred students graduating from a program. I don't have to look far because our alumni is gonna help the other recruiting graduates. Absolutely. And that's how the best, obviously, every every college, uh, you know, depends on the alumni for their for the future, uh, you know. And so that you've created this uh, with the win and success when the when the uh, students get involved, how long does the process usually take? Depend depend on what kind of course they take or depend on uh, but, uh, most most of our immersive programs are 400 hours long, which is uh, 10 weeks if you do it full time, oh, Monday cool. through Friday, Monday through Friday. Yeah. We also do an extended version, which is um, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., uh, which is four hours a day, five times a week, which is 20 hours. So the same 400 hours takes 20 week, 20 so weeks. Spread out more. Gotcha. Spread out. Correct. So it's either 10 weeks or 20 week program. You got it. So, folks, this is this is real tactical things that you can do right today. Um, to take advantage of, like I said, even if it's just for your own skills, if you're not even planning to use it for a job, I think it's something you just need to learn about. And if it's something that you can utilize in your career, you're really going to have the itch, you know, because most people aren't going to do these things. That's the thing I always remind myself is that most people don't do these things to take that edge, go out and get the Fujitsu and go learn the software. And for in my little industry of one of my businesses, is that's created a huge edge for us because now we can get tons of more inventory on with less manpower, meaning more profit per card, right? Like, I mean, bottom line is we can take cards that people throw in the garbage essentially or donate and make $2 from them uh, with little time to list because most people don't list those cards because of the time it takes. And so it's that that thought, that that wheel that no one's going to get that inventory on there. Now it provides cards that people can afford for this time of recession where, you know, people can't, you know, afford big time cards. You know, they can't afford a $100 card, but they can afford a $2 Zion or a $2 of their favorite card. And I feel good about that, you know, and that's uh, now we've created a shipping issue though, right? So you can't create more orders without getting the shipping done. So now we're, we got to figure the shipping part out, but we'll figure that out on the next, you know, but I, I truly do believe that, um, it's I, I just love uh, the fact that there are academies like yourself out there, that the fact that there are businesses out there like yourself that are not only they're two part. You're helping the you're helping the good 
of the society, but you're also helping the, you know, the employers find the talent and get these people that need to help change their businesses, you know? And uh, I see this thing going bigger and bigger and bigger, uh, you know, more and more students, um, you know, obviously. And then, uh, you know, at some point, you, you know, you, you, you come to the point, do you think you'll ever retire? Do you think you'll ever retire from the business? Hopefully not. Right. Let's go. Let's keep it going, baby. Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, baby. Yeah. So, so why, right? If I'm enjoying do, doing what I'm doing, I think there is a uh, stuff I can teach others. You know, we talked about farming, we talked about farmland, we talked about oh, real God. estate. Maybe there's a leadership around. I do not know if it, you know, crypto came, crypto left. <laughs> there's, there's, there's so much out there. What does a new world of finance look like? Yeah. You know, I, I, a lot of people ask you, you know, they say, hey, uh, what's your worth and what? So look, uh, and I look. If somebody has a problem and I say I can solve your problem in 10 minutes and I say I'm going to charge you, uh, you know, uh, $4,000 for my advice. They said, really? 10 minute advice, 4,000 bucks? So look, the way it goes is not the way I spent 10 minutes. It's the 20 years of oh. learning experience that I packed into 10 minutes that I'm able to tell you all that right? and I'm going to charge you. So Absolutely. I hope my knowledge continues to grow as I'm getting older, yeah. right? And, and hopefully I can pass it on in some kind of uh, uh, some shape, whatever the service is, a product or service. And hopefully that is more valuable, uh, the product or service than me as an individual. Right. So you replace yourself into a bigger uh, bigger organization, a bigger theme, a bigger message. And uh, the biggest thing every day is that you wake up, up, fired up to do it, baby, because that's the most important thing as an entrepreneur. You're ready to go take on those challenges. Not every day is easy. I know my dudes had a, had a rough day here and there along the, along the journey, but I can feel your positivity and energy for your space as well as for what you're doing for your students. And that's the most important thing that motivates you. I mean, that's what motivates most, most of us. Yeah. We don't just, uh, I have a book here in my book, Hackers and Heroes, how everybody can participate in tech economy. I'm an author of this book. And the last sentence of this book, it says, we are the wardens of the future. And it says, now seeing divergence grow has fueled my desire to make more progress, which also requires passion. Uh, it is a self-fulfilling cycle. And once you're in it, it's hard to undo, right? So thankfully the benefits are limitless. They're limitless. And, and the, when you get to that spot, you're beyond financial freedom. You're beyond dollars and cents. And uh, it becomes something you just love to do and wake up. And most of us in this life, I, I, I commend you for those that are on that journey. Because some of, you know a lot of people do things they don't want to do. They show up and they don't want to go to the damn job. They don't want to be here. But you all have the choice. And if you're in a position where you don't want to be in this, remind yourself that there are also ways to learn a new skill. And this is a great opportunity right now because you can literally be learning a new skill. And in a year, two years, one year, you could be in a whole different place. In six months, you could be in a whole different place if you put the time and effort into it. Um, because there's going to be so much more on the demand side that it's going to out, outstrip the, you know, the people available. So uh, you're going to be in a position of, of demand for the future. And you might as well, even if you aren't even going to use this as a, uh, you know, in your daily practice, but it's just great education for you. I think that's another piece to this. Um, do you have a routine on starting your day? Is there a routine that you get around uh, around your day? Yeah, usually, usually it turns out, uh, hey, uh, I look at my Twitter feed because there's always uh, uh, some new thing about new technologies. Uh, it's, it's got nothing to do with politics or religion. It's always about, hey, what's the darn new technology? Somebody is out there trying nice. to promote it or talk about it. And, and also I use Twitter as a way to gather uh, new content for my courses. So I, I'm also a guy who does a lot of research about, hey, what technology is out there? When is it going to be ready? You know, roadmap stuff. So right. Twitter and from Twitter down to as I'm reading Twitter, it's, I, I kind of start taking uh, a note to self, which is an email back to myself, right? I put a note about what I read and email it to myself. Nice. Next thing I read, I, re I re email it to, uh, again, re, 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 until I get to a point I have like 14 or 15 articles that may have read or, or, or thought about. And, and that becomes almost like my own self-feed, right? Maybe there's a better tool out there, but I use email as a, a way That's to keep track of what I read. Very, very smart. I love that. I love that. It's a great place to keep everything organized. I always say that's my number one social network. That's my number one money maker is the gmail.com and email because that's yes. where all your friends, business, everything comes from. And uh, 
uh, underutilized. That's simple, simple tactic like that, but that's really going to be useful, you know, um, making sure you always have those notes. You can archive them. You can put them in a folder. You can do so many different things to have them organized. And then obviously we know a lot of the Jeep, you know, they're on your phone, they're on wherever device you're at. So they're also with you forever too. So, uh, is there a favorite tool or app that you use in the business that you love that you just like gravitated to? The the one I, I gravitated more towards is the uh, what's the I, I forgot again these these notion notion that so notion is a tool again similar to so how do I graduate from being a, a email guy to start capturing notes and turn that into a web page mm. so uh, some of the new web pages are turning used to be a classic old wiki right now wiki is on steroids right now you can not only can you put stuff into notion but i can turn that into half a dozen pages you can interactivity and and publish that as a subdomain notion.so and uh, it turned it turns out that we create a lot of content especially me as a leader i tend to think a lot of stuff do a lot of things and i got to get that work out to a lot of people so instead of trying to make it perfect i just put it on notion and provide the link. And next thing I know is I'm getting comments and feedback and I turn that into a better content. Got you. So you, you put it out there and then you get you get the creative feedback. Correct. I like that model too, because you get the things done. People always forget they get stuck behind perfection, right? And then right. let's get that thing done, baby. Let's get that work done. Um, a couple of last questions, my dude. I really appreciate you. you got a whole page load of notes, my, my dude, on you. Um, what if you could sit down with tonight to a chicken dinner out there in beautiful Austin? Who would you want to sit down with? Who would you want to sit down for dinner tonight? There are a couple of friends of of uh, I miss, and I think they are they're out there. I don't know if they even listen. to one of them is in India. I call him a childhood friend, maybe an eight nine year old, Ravana Murthy. Right, and I do not know. It's like you know, I still remember our, our early eight to ten year old entrepreneurship was to bring make these uh, uh, bags uh, with paper and go into the grocery stores and sell them for a penny or two and we would get a dollar out of 100 bags, right? Something like that as a, as a kid. And that was my first foray into entrepreneurship. I still wonder where he is, what he's doing. I do not know if he's around. Right. I'd like to have a, a meal with him. And this is uh, without, again, being political, right? There was, I think, one of the articles that I wrote or talked about was, this Mikhail Gorbachev, right, the Russian leader, right, and there's a thing on his head. There's a, actually a, a, a spot on his head. It's almost like a mark. It used to look when I was growing up in India like an Indian map, right? Mm. So I want to. I actually want to sit down next to him and actually look at his head and see is it really a? Is it really an Indian map, baby? Is that really yeah. an Indian map, baby? Yeah, I so, always remember that mark too as a kid, actually. Right, and it's just, 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 and again, it's a politics. Or I think he lives in the United States now. I think he's a. He's a professor at a university of either Georgia or someplace, you know, oh, honorary guest and and a, and, a, and a professor. So he lives here. So why not? Know. Right? Just never know. Talk about yes. Let's sit down, baby. Let's talk about it. Let's sit down and talk. Yeah. Is there a book that yes. has changed your life or a book that you like reread sticks to your soul? The the Malcolm Malcolm Goldwell's uh, uh, Blink. Uh, I mm. think. Uh, one of those books that, uh, that was an early one, and I think Good to Great was another book. Oh, yeah. Um, um, and Good to Great was about, hey, do we have uh, right people on the bus? And do we have uh, uh, for the journey you're going to go through? Not everybody may be on the same mission and vision, but the people you want are they on the bus, same bus with you. And so the Good to Good to Great was building about great companies. And Blink is about, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we all have um, a, a specific skill set and we got to work on our strengths more than our weaknesses mm-hmm. uh, and and things like that so a couple of books uh, my, my favorite books uh, the book i wrote i think took up uh, yeah, give your book a shout out market. too we're going to put that in the show notes as well hacker yeah, and heroes called, right it's called hackers and heroes hackers right? and hackers, heroes that hackers and heroes how everyone can participate in the tech economy that's a book that's cool. and, and uh, I, I think the, the idea here is look Everything I spoke to you about from military to those that are underserved, you know, they have, there's an opportunity to take advantage of technology to take the leap, right? And, and that's what we talked about on this podcast. But the, the Malcolm Goldwell and the way he does the research, the way he communicates, sometimes it may get a, a little verbose and a little long, but I think the message is there. 
I love it, dude. I absolutely love it. I, I really too, truly believe, folks, if you are not thinking about this and taking a, a little shot at the future and, and self-education is the, is the future. So thank you for schools like yours. Thank you for you, my dude. Um, can we gravitate folks to the website to, for they can learn more about it, about the business, about the academy? Yeah, HTTPS divergence dot O N E. So D I V E R G E N C E divergence dot O N E one. Right, okay. that's the website, and you can also reach out on our uh, phone number, which is one eight three three diverge D I V E R G E one eight three three diverge. We'll get you directly to our phone lines. A bunch of folks uh, standing by to receive your calls, um, and uh, email is hello at divergence.one and we'll put that all in the show notes folks so you guys can make that easy for you don't worry about that you can just hit the description button and you will see all that in the show notes both the number the uh the website which is awesome man you have a lot of cool stuff on the website including the blog man tons of great information on the blog uh ai courses cloud courses data security uh, data science cybersecurity. um is there also a favorite place for you? You love hanging out on Twitter too, right? Is that uh, uh, through the Diver- uh, Divergent yeah, Academy website? The- right. So yeah, you can find me on Shravan, my first name and last name together, Shravan Ankaraju. That's my Twitter directly on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I, I don't spend too much time on Facebook. So your best way is that or LinkedIn. You can search for me on LinkedIn and uh, happy to connect and uh, happy to share what I know. Well, I really appreciate your time, folks. You've been hanging out with Mr. Shravan, Anika Raju, and Travis Tutal and Huff. We want to thank you so much for your time today. And let's keep being real. What another epic episode. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode today, can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast, The Be Real Show, on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And also take a little time today, if you don't mind, and give your boy T. Huff a review. I would really super appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today. We're all going through a lot right now. And real-time outsource. My business is giving back to local and small businesses. Through our social media services and campaigns, we are actually helping small businesses get more exposure during these times and also when we get through these times. At the end of the day, we don't know how long this is all going to last, but most importantly, you got to think about your business right now. Take it seriously. So come check us out at realtimeoutsource.com, realtimeoutsource.com, and we would love for you to qualify and get the process started where we can take a look at your business and see if we can qualify you for some of our services. Um, at uh, little to no cost for most of the businesses. And, uh, and, and some businesses, you know, you're going to have to pay, but that's just part of life, right? But most importantly is that I think this is the time, folks, that you can actually help thrive in your business. And so I would love to help you personally with our team. We're all going through a tough time right now. So take advantage of us. Realtimeoutsource.com. Check us out. And we would love to do some business with you and help you with your social and digital media in 2020 and beyond.